like you had a bunch of ideas and you went for designing. You said that I see myself getting into fashion before? Yeah, like you could have started any business. Mm-hmm. You, it didn't yeah. have to be in fashion. Um, no, it was, I was had no, uh, yeah, like my first business idea was actually um, an app okay. that honestly resembles the model of OnlyFans kind of a lot. really yeah it was but not in that way it was basically like an idea at the time people certain people were like you know instagram was a thing kind of Mm -hmm. it was still in the early stages but i noticed that like certain girls had huge followings Mm -hmm. and i had the idea to create a platform where they could sell exclusive content basically to the people like i was like imagine this girl with five million followers sell something that's a dollar to her customer to her audience they would buy it that was my idea i literally was talking to like app developers and everything but i just kind of i moved to new york so at that point i definitely was in a little bit more of like a survival mode Mm -hmm. so it started being more about okay let me handle let me eat let me do these things i kind of stopped thinking about the app but like another thing was like you know making beats that was something that I thought was like not necessarily a business, but a good route for me to try to go down. But I was when I moved to New York, I was like, I don't want a job. I want to ch- chase a business idea, a dream, mm-hmm. or something that can like really, really work for me. Not something that like I don't want a job at any kind of no matter how high the business is. I don't want so financial independence, basically. Mm-hmm. Started. So I said money. Yep, <laughs> you right. okay so my next question is who would you say is your target customer now that it's been how many years it's been six years six years since matt brand Mm -hmm. you know i think you know who's your target customer definitely girls that look just like me Mm -hmm. um i feel like i remember the first time that it was very very clear for me was when I went to London for the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, I had like I had been in a collaboration with Sailor Mar- Marley, and she was uh, curating um, for this store for like a month. So she asked me to bring my stuff there, and then we decided to have a pop-up shop. It was my first time ever going to London. We literally was kind of so unorganized that like I didn't even give the address to the pop-up shop until the same day until like literally probably like two or three hours before and it was so packed it was like the biggest pop-up shop I've ever had Mm -hmm. I've never Mm -hmm. and I do feel like of course like the people like that was my first time in London I've kind of had people I've had like people that support me from London since I've been on Instagram, you know, so I feel like to them, it was like, I've been following this girl for like, since she was in high school or like, you know, college and shit. So, um, to see that they just wanted to, you know, link up once I got there, but it was just crazy. I remember my friend, she was like, Brianna, like you clearly see, like, it was like just a room full of like black girls, like dark skinned black girls, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and then I was like, yeah, this is my audience. Yep. So... That's pretty straightforward. And um, where would you say that you find your inspiration on the daily now? Because you know why you started it was money. Now, what keeps it going? Um, we always need money, yes. But I, I feel think, like after well, a certain... Yeah, for sure. It's like I, the question. After a yeah. certain amount of time... You're good. You're good. Your money isn't the focal point. Then what is the focal point? Um... 
The pencil. Yeah, definitely at this point, it's not just money because for a long time I could have like chosen other easier routes mm-hmm. that would have brought me the money. And, you know, there's, I've learned so much at this point that I could start any business if it was just about money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could just run so many businesses. It's endless, honestly. <laughs> like I could just charge people for in like patterns or, you know, consulting or, you know, if it was just about money, I think that I would do probably things different. I think at this point it is about, um, like, I think that my story with Matt and like the goals that I have set for it has just been like very inspirational to a lot of people. And I think that that's like probably, it seems like it's become a, a part of my like fuller purpose, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think it is my purpose, I feel like it definitely has like contributed so much to my story. So mm-hmm. I like, I think, you know, even in time, to me, it's like not being a mat anymore is not even a option just for the simple fact that there's so many people that love it and so many people that depend on it. And it's like culture for some of these girls. It's been around for six years. So I know girls that started knowing Matt when they were freshmen in high school and mm-hmm. then are now in college. Like, they love it. Like, so even good. I was talking to Shay earlier about how, like, I really think that <clears throat> once I started doing more shoots with models, that's when Matt really became bigger than me because I, I was telling Shay, I'm like, I would definitely argue that probably 50% of the followers on Matt page follow Matt just because one day they want to model for it. That's and it's so cool, you yeah. know, that, like, people are like, I want to be a Matt model. I want to be a Matt model. So it's like... It's bigger than me now. It has, like, a culture behind it. It's, mm-hmm. like, it represents something. And, like, I definitely feel like that's why I keep doing this specific business. That's even a way to, like you said, your target audience, but also, like, or your target customer, but also just, like, the person that you're inspiring mm-hmm. is, like, the person that was just like you. Exactly. So now they can have just so many other kind of dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So, um... <clears throat> How or how does each design or like what is the design process like? How does it come from an idea to the rack? And like when you're coming up with a collection, is it is it like like how do you come up with the theme, the vibe for it? I feel like I've always like said this in interviews. I think like what really helped me with Matt is that I've always been like I would say partially creative and then partially like super business minded. You know mm-hmm. like. I think that I make, like, good decisions with my products based off of, like, more than just, oh, this is cute and I want to make it. Right. You know, it's like, what time of the year is this? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, I remember the first best thing that I designed or made or that sold out was I came up with the idea to do custom Halloween costumes, which was, like, I started mine in August, so then in October I sold custom Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. and it was the first thing that sold out. And I'm like, this was just a good idea. Like, people need costumes, and I'm selling ones that they've never seen before. So they're going to sell. That's and, lit. Yeah. I didn't even know you did that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to look this up. <laughs> yeah, I can show you. Uh, I definitely have the picture still on my Instagram. But, um, but yeah, so, like, from that, I feel like I just, like, I think like that. Like, when I design, I'm thinking, like, if what time, like, I'm about to try to design something for, I'm, for um, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Girls want to look cute. Your what last Valentine's Day was so like I still have pieces. So which one? The uh, the lace. The, all the red lace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. was fire. Cause I don't think I did Valentine's Day last year. Oh, 
So it was the Valentine's Day before that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I might have resold them though. But yeah, so I think um, for me, that's basically how I think of it. Like, I think what's been so easy for me with designing for Matt mm-hmm. is to just make things that I really like. And mm-hmm. I feel like if I was to teach a class on designing, I would say that's an important thing to be very picky with what you're designing so that it can really be you. Like, what mm-hmm. do you like or what do you like in that space? Like, you know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. wearing leather pants, how do you like your leather pants? Like, right. you know, and I just try to think of like, you know, it's swimsuit season. Let me make a swimsuit that I like. And So that's how I think you probably settle on an idea but then it's like how what is the actual process like are you once it's in your head how does it do you sketch up a picture do you have someone else do it like what is that looking like yeah um i definitely sketch have you seen my sketches i have yes She's like, I'm talking as if this is a person that doesn't, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 I sketch. Uh, I think the sketching process is really cool for me. Like, even today, um, I decided I'm about to sketch this weekend um, all the, like, I'm doing, I have a frame collection now. This is all basic. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and design frame for the full year so that we can already make the samples and just have it ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, like, I already kind of know what I want to do, but, like, I think sketching helps me be very detailed as yeah. far as like just trying a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like I like the finger loop here. Do I want to like, you know, I can I've gotten really good thanks to the iPad with like making things very um, with um, executing like what I'm thinking, like mm-hmm. making drawing it basically. Like, what apps are you using for that? Um, I use Adobe Illustrator. OK, so it's like you can buy Adobe, Adobe <laughs> Illustrator for um, iPad. And I think that's the best apps use okay so i think my next question is how has covid affected you the brand the process all of that um how has covid affected me um i try not to give it too much belief or i try not to i watch my actions to make sure that i'm never afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Although I talk about it quite often, I never really try to do any of the, not even that, I mean, of course I wear my mask and stuff like that because mm-hmm. we have to, mm-hmm. but I never put my mask on in belief that this is protecting me from anything. Right. I think that's important just for, based off of my belief system. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be wishy-washy with my stance yeah. and what I believe in. And so it's not that I don't believe in COVID, it's just that I don't want to give it any power. I don't want to change my behaviors to mm-hmm. like represent... Oh. <laughs> no, I was saying I don't want to change my behaviors to, you know, or my mental behaviors yeah. to make myself think right. that, you know. Right. And you know how I feel about it, too. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> but no, so, and then how has it affected my business? Um, I think, honestly, it was really good for me because the whole time I kept a very, very, very positive attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, like, right before COVID hit, I was, like, pushing myself to, like, have this financially free attitude so i remember like literally like one of my manufacturers at the time i had just paid him like ten thousand dollars to do a collection he he was shut down for like months and i was like it's okay like you know i was so nice i didn't even ask for the money back like i was patient and Mm -hmm. i think that 
learning those um, characteristics, patience was a big fucking thing that I learned during COVID. And then also just being open-minded, never getting too afraid, never getting too scared and like thinking like, no, 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 I need all my money. I think that it really helped me to like um, think outside the box and like keep coming up with ways to like push forward. And by the end of the year, me and my business partner basically built a whole manufacturing company for ourselves so that we are now way more in control of what goes on and what we can still do if things are shut down again or something like that. So I think that ultimately it was one of the best years for my business for sure. I mean, and I finally beat my sales goal that I have been trying to make for like five years. That's what's up. So yeah, I think it was definitely my, the best year for my business so far. That's what's up. It's almost like, it sounds like you almost like released the, the fear attached to like not having money or like running out or like I think that like it was really big for me because it was like COVID people were making it seem like the world was about to end right so I just felt like I just got to do what I can every day Mm -hmm. I have to I have to live because y'all are making it seem like the world's gonna end so I don't I don't want to waste my last days right (laughs) like you know what I mean like I want to so if I I mean I remember the beginning of COVID I was shipping my own orders just because I wanted to just get out the house and I wanted to make sure I was still making money yep and I feel like I kept that drive the whole time I'm trying to rebuild it now but um i definitely feel like COVID is getting you know i think that a lot of times though the way i talk about COVID, people feel like it didn't affect me and i think that's a very privileged mindset to have <laughs> i think but clearly COVID fucking affected drake and beyonce it literally yeah. affected everybody mm-hmm. and nobody can run from it but i just tried to make the best out of the situation shay got a lighter it sounds like it affected you how you chose for it to affect you and that's that's the power <laughs> and pivot and responding yesterday i ended up getting into a long conversation about how life is literally just about how you respond to everything For sure. that's it everything it's something that nipsey hustle said he's like work on how you respond to things for sure you have to like you gotta that's it like because as soon as you let something from a past event affect the way that you're dealing with someone now then you are just bringing that event here exactly you know what i mean exactly. like that's why i always like to make up the idea like i can't be mad in my apartment and then go downstairs with my doorman and then give him that attitude and then get in my uber and give them that attitude mm-hmm. that's how y'all create these negative ass paths mm-hmm. i don't do nothing if i don't feel good yep. i will just lay here yep smoke weed <laughs> yeah I really started doing it. yeah continue but um i'll do it like mm-hmm. if i know that i got attitude i'll be like let me smoke blood uh-huh. now i don't know if that's I think it's great because whatever because you saying that makes you feel better and that's it. I even like I tweeted one day, meditate until you feel better. Some people just like, oh, set this ten minute meditation and you wake up and you're still mad. No, lay there until it feels good or do whatever the fuck you need to do until you feel better. When I have an attitude, just getting somewhere quiet with a blunt, I'm coming out of Yep. No, I got. I had to do that this morning. People gotta be aware of that because I feel like they don't realize that they get comfortable in those negative mindsets. I mean mm-hmm. you go and take that out on everyone, that's it's just no way to live. It's an entitled, I think, <coughs> personally. To, to think that just because you had a bad day, you have the right mm. to impress it on anybody else. They don't, they just, yeah. But I think that, like, like I wrote this detachment prayer really recently. Mm-hmm. And I was basically just saying, like, how I just really want to be in the moment. I'm so tired of 
you know, having these intentions and then complaining about the fact that they're not here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when I'm so blessed. I mean, we all are, but I really feel that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like I have no reason to complain. And sometimes that shit can <clears throat> sneak up on us all. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, let me see. So this is a pretty simple, I think, basic question. This is, uh, which designers inspire you the most? Like, are there designers that you look up to? Yeah. Um, for sure, Moa Lola, Kanye, he's a billionaire off of his brand. Um, Moa Lola. Uh, what is this? Moa Lola. I've never heard of this one. And her shit is just so fucking fire. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Like, it definitely changed the way that I design. I feel like um, it just made me a lot more detailed paying attention to what she's doing because I felt like when I seen her designs, I was like, this is what my designs and my dreams look like. This is what mm-hmm. I want Matt to look like. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've been getting close. And I feel like that's just a thing of a designer. Well, for me, mm-hmm. I've make things and then sometimes just due to the manufacturer due to whatever you don't get exactly what you wanted and but it's good enough so you just drop it anyways you know but I feel like from seeing her I was like no I want to be pickier like you know what I mean I want if I wanted it to look like this I want to work on this pattern until it really looks like that Mm -hmm. and I want to work on you know so I really was inspired by her for sure okay and what advice would you give other small business owners? It doesn't even have to be like other designers who want to start a fashion brand, but just other small business owners who look like you. Um, I'm always telling people they have to let go of like the defeatist mindset. It's so important before you do fucking anything. I guess like, you know, whenever you have a regular job, then you're just like, oh, whatever. I hate my coworker and that's fine because you just, I don't know. But like when you have a business and you're hiring assistants and you are, you know, looking for manufacturers and looking for people to work with, you have to be optimistic about that. You happen to be open about that. When it doesn't go your way, you have to still keep a good attitude because if you let one little thing fuck up what you're doing, then you'll stop. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to like I remember like my um my cleaning lady, I've been working with her for so long, I love her. And, like, she was just, like, saying, like, you know, I want to be able to do more, but I need someone. And she just was like, I know, I'm not going to be able to find nobody. That can. She would always say that. And I'm like, girl, you have to stop saying that. You have to yeah. stop saying you can't find anyone. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm going to find someone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to keep that mentality because if you, if you just are always talking about what you can't do, then it's just going to always look like that to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important that people uh, look at the mindsets. Like, I think the mindset is so important to building a business where I think a lot of people think it's finances, it's resources, it's all that. And the mindset is before all of that. You know what I mean? The mindset is how you get that. And even I've been like just hearing random things, haven't looked too much into it. I think Bill Gates gets his, he had a personal astrologer daily come and read his astrology to him. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. <coughs> yeah. So I just think people should realize that like it, it's, it's important. All of the he read it. All of the billionaires. Uh-huh. No, he has someone that comes with his personal chart on his That's personal what I'm saying. chart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all of the billionaires do that though. Astrology and numerology. All of them. They're lost by that shit. Like, Interesting. Because they understand the power. Mm-hmm. They get it. They try to anyway. Um, exactly. Okay. So I would say, damn, I just thought of a question while you were saying that. I just lost it. 
Uh, okay, well, what would you say now to the Brianna before Matt Brand? Damn, what would I say to the Brianna before Matt Brand? I would say, girl, yes. Like, <laughs> I would say you don't stop. No, keep going. Don't listen to them because I feel like, I mean, I've always been like when I was, when I think of Brianna before Matt Brand, I think of me in Houston. Cause I spent like four years in Houston before I moved to New York and I was going to college and all of that. I was a waitress and whenever I was probably in Houston for maybe like six months before I moved to New York. And mm-hmm. that's when I was like, I'm dropping out of school. I don't want to do this shit. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. And probably literally everyone thought I was crazy. Like everyone's like, why don't you just finish? You have a semester left, like, just do it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to present a resume to anyone. Like, I was a very, <laughs> like, you know? And, like, I remember even my grandma. I mean, my grandma, she says some cute shit, like, but, like, it's, like, just a lot of people just were just like, uh, you know, she's about to. And I don't think I really listened to any of it. But, yeah, if I was to go back to her, I would say, girl, you don't even know what the fuck is on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, I had no idea. Like, I wanted this shit, like, <clears throat> to, like, be in an apartment like this. I remember, like, making friends. Like, you know, like, I had, like, two friends in Houston that had apartments like this. Mm-hmm. And one was, like, this old white guy that I met from, like, being a waitress. <laughs> and, like, I would just go in his apartment and I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, I want this. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how I was going to get it, but. I guess I would tell Brianna, like, yo, it's coming, bitch. Keep going. <laughs> it's coming. It ain't going to take that long either. Yep. Yep. So, that's amazing. I mean, it sounds like you have... What would you say is your impact that you want to end up having in the end? With Matt Brand specifically and then you? I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I feel like the impact that I want to make, I'm making. Mm-hmm. Like, truly. Mm-hmm. I... I, I feel like I could die today and, like, people would hear me, for mm-hmm. real. Like, mm-hmm. they would be like, damn, Brianna said this, 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 this. And yeah. I, I love that. Like, I want to keep doing that. Keep, like, I think, I mean, I've had so many people tell me, I started my business because of you. I did this because of you. I read this book because of you. Mm-hmm. I Like, you know what I mean? And I love that I'm that person. Sometimes I, you know, I go, it comes in waves, but I I think people be hearing me. It's like, I feel like the way that you live your life is like you're the student and the teacher. And that's like a really good place to be. There's a balance. Because, you know, from, you know, just following you, it seems like you never stop trying to learn. You never stop trying to, like, expand your thinking or improve upon, you know, Mm -hmm. how you are. But then you also just, it's amazing to watch you just be real about it. And that allows you to be in this teacher position where... You know, just by you sharing the things that you learn as you learn them, people are benefiting also. It's literally always been like that. Like, literally, when I first when I first read The Secret, I swear to God. So when I lived in Houston, and my friends would... I would be reading the book, mm-hmm. and my friends would come over, and I would just talk to them for hours. Like, bro, this is what it's saying. Like, <laughs> and I started to realize that I was good at explaining it to people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started tweeting, and it's like... Now I can't read a book without being like, people should hear this. Like, this this yep. point right it's here is what needs to be made. And so a lot of shit like that just be coming to me. All the time I think of tweets. Like, literally, mm-hmm. I tweet so much. I'm about to turn my tweets into a book. That's but, good. That's so lit. Mm-hmm. 
It's gonna be dope, especially if you make it look like mm. like that. Um, okay, so that makes me wonder what would be maybe like the top five books you would recommend for someone to <clears throat> read as fundamentals. For sure. Um the Celestine Prophecy, I think, is a good book to start with mm-hmm. because it's a fiction-based book. A guy, the the author actually said that the whole book came to him in a dream, but it's such a great way to break down, like, uh, just understanding how and why people treat people the way they do and who you're really being whenever you are being aggressive, whenever you're being aloof, like, whenever, like, he literally breaks all of that down. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's a really good book for people to just look at themselves, and it's really easy to read. <clears throat> Then I would say The Untethered Soul, because The Untethered Soul is like, um, it's about, it just goes in on like, The Untethered Soul was the first book that really made me understand triggers, because I had seen people like tweeting this, like, oh, I triggered you, and I was like, I don't really know what that means, Mm -hmm. but then reading The Untethered Soul, I realized like, you're holding on to something, you're getting mad, and you're thinking about this shit all day because of some shit that happened a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and you need to address that, and you need to realize right now what really matters, and what do you want to be upset about, Mm -hmm. and does it, you know, I think The Untethered Soul really explained that for me. Then I would say, um, uh, the Power of the Subconscious Mind. I read three books that pretty much are the same book like this. I read Living the Science of Mind, the Science, Living the Science of Mind, uh, Science of Mind, and Power of Subconscious Mind. Mm-hmm. And I think Power of Subconscious Mind is a very shortened version of exactly what all books are saying, and it's really good. It just teaches you how, you know, whenever you are trying to manifest, you have to be patient only because we're unlearning so much and we have to, you know help our subconscious mind to catch up to where we are now mm-hmm. so i think that's very important mm-hmm. and then so what am i at three that's books? three uh the cabalion is a great book it's like short as fuck maybe like 50 pages but only will understand it when they understand it if you're ready to understand it that All shit right. is deep as fuck i read that when i was in the hospital when i broke my leg mm-hmm. and it just completely changed i honestly it helped me so much because when i was in the hospital i felt like i was at my lowest point and that book explains universal laws and it was like <clears throat> it was like you, like you can only feel as much pleasure as you felt pain mm-hmm. like for example like if Kylie Jenner goes and buys a G-Wagon today it's not it wouldn't feel as good as if I wouldn't bought a G-Wagon mm-hmm. today because it means so much more to me because I know where I come from you know what I mean right. and so when I was like low I'm like oh the, the I'm about to be lit after <laughs> this like I'm like, you know, like, I, I feel low right now. So I feel like that was a really good book for me to mm-hmm. kind of understand, like, the laws of life and how you can, like, make sure you bounce back the way you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So is that four? That's four. One more. I love uh, Abraham Hicks, so I would say Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks. I love yeah. Abraham Hicks, yeah. So yeah. people should just get into that. Do the YouTube videos, yep. all of that, yeah. Yep, all of them videos. I like his videos. When I read The Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks, 10 days later, I, f- I manifested the Matt Fashion Show, the first one in 10 days from reading that book. Have you heard of Dolores Cannon? <clears throat> you should You should get into her books. Mm-hmm. That of like, judging by like listening to the books that you're, you know, you fuck with, You'll fuck with her. She has, mm-hmm. like, a whole explanation. She was, like, one of the first people that taught uh, quantum healing hypnosis. Mm. And so, like, 
you know, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the um, uh, Nostradamus uh, prophecies? I've heard of Nostradamus. So basically, like, she would just hypnotize people and just, like, hypnotize them to, like, this deepest level to the point where it's, like, there's your subconscious and then there's the universal consciousness. Mm -hmm. And she would just (coughs) hypnotize people into, like, the universal consciousness where she was just, like... Oh, so she just, um... She's dope. She's so she's, she's basically able already. to like change. She's just like this old lady. She already passed, but she would put people under so deep and then just like communicate with the universal consciousness where Dolores. there is no timelessness. There's no time. There's no like life and death. It's just mm-hmm. souls. Mm-hmm. So she ended up communicating with no Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. I always say his name like kind of wow. So what book did you say? Uh, she has a bunch of books. You should start by like just watching like a YouTube video. Yeah. Because hearing her explain things almost is like sometimes a little bit more like yeah. it hits deep. Yeah. But she's dope. She talks about like the layers of existence, how there's background people, and then there's just like you. And then, oh my God. I've been getting into that shit too. All types a little of shit. Bit. Okay, cool. So you'll fuck with it. <clears throat> um, but. That's pretty much all the questions I have, but what, is there anything else no, I think that's you cool. want to add? I would say, I would like to add that, you know, I personally don't support Black History Month. I, was, I love that. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> i just like to add that. Yes. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> she had one more question. So the last question is, how do you think being Black affected or not didn't affect your success i'd like i like to add that she didn't want to ask this question <laughs> but i told her that i think it's a very good question actually okay um you know for the longest i never really thought about it mm-hmm. just because like for me and i think uh probably for a lot of black people the amount of money that I was making when I first started, I mean, I remember like in October, I had made like $1,000 in a day and I was like, I never made $1,000 in a day. Mm-hmm. So for me, everything has been success. Like, mm-hmm. so I've never complained. Right. And then I remember one day one of my friends was like, Jazzy, we was in the studio session and I think I was like editing pictures or something. And she was like, bro, you know, if you was white, like you would have so much more like, and I just never even really thought about it. Like, mm-hmm. I had never really, and like, when she said that, it was, like, very sobering. Like, yes, I'm pretty sure they would be eating me the fuck up, mm-hmm. Vogue, everyone, all this mm-hmm. shit, if I was white. Because the things that I honestly, like, the no, I'm just tooting my fucking horn, mm-hmm. Matt Brand, like, the way that I have ran this business by myself, people don't do that. Mm-hmm. There's not any brand that's just one person is designing everything and shooting everything and editing everything and like they all have teams you know what i mean so like i feel that yeah if i was white or light skin like not even light skin hispanic or like anything like you know i've seen it in a lot of different ways i definitely think that it would be received differently but i don't care because I don't even give a fuck about being received by them, (laughs) truly. And I know, like, the things that I'm going to do is, like, and the things that I'm doing, like, I've inspired so many girls that are also going to change their lives, Mm -hmm. already change their lives. Mm -hmm. And so, like, 
nah, I don't think it. You know, I definitely think I've had my fair share of white people trying to play me, trying to take advantage of me. Oh, sign over this 2%. Literally in the first year, mm-hmm. I had an old white woman ask me to sign over 2% of Matt. And she still sends me emails saying that she thinks she can help Matt be better. Delusion. <laughs> But, you know, those little things, I wouldn't say, fuck that. You know, fuck those things. It it definitely, I feel like I don't really care. But I would like to say, I do feel like it it is a different walk. It's a different step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I think we got that answer. Okay, that's all for real.